Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, beginning in chapter 1, 11 through 14. It reads, And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing up on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers have been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Then farther on in Luke 1, 39-44, we read, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she proclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And then finally in Luke 2, 8 through 11. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Once again, I'm Howard Brown, the pastor here at Christ Central Church. And if you've been with us the past few months, we've been in 1 Kings in our sermon series um, and as we do every year in the month of December, we're going to hit the pause button on the King Sermon Series and begin what I would describe as a mini Christmas sermon series um, for these four weeks. And like our Christmas sermon series, it's a little lighter than our normal series um, as we explore some things about Christmas. And this year, um, to help us stay focused on God's grace during the holidays... We'll be exploring the words of the season. And these are words used all over the place during this time of year whose meaning may have escaped us or may have never truly captured us in the way that they should. They are often easily and overused words of lawn decorations and ornaments and on cards and even gift wrap. And the word for today's message is joy. Joy as in joy to the world and joyful, joyful, we adore you as in the three-letter word that most of the world only knows the rest of the year in its five-letter verb form, enjoy. Christmas is about joy. And I think we need a refresher straight from the book that invented joy, the Bible, because Christmas joy has taken a whole new and lesser meaning by and in much of our world. Joy now only means and is limited again to enjoying, or that other word, happiness. Imagine how much shine it would take off things if your ornaments and packaging and cards said happiness, right? The happiness gift wrap, right? And, and, and whether you're a believer or not, we all know somewhere deep there is something wrong with just the word happiness defining Christmas. 
It misses. It doesn't have that holiday verbal fin fin schwa, right? Like joy. It doesn't fit well on packages. It has that awful Willy Wonka, I want it now feel to it. But joy sinks in somewhere. We need it to. That is because joy is God's word. It's a spiritual word. It is filled with spiritual truth. It is a gospel major key and chord. And if you miss it, it just becomes that nice Christmas word that goes away on December 31st and hides out in the word enjoy until next year. There are three things I want you to get this Advent holiday season from and about the word joy. First, that joy is God grabbing our attention. Secondly, joy is God giving us his happiness. And finally, joy is God getting to our emotions. God's joy grabs our attention, gives us God's version of happiness, and gets to our emotions. The other day I went into Lowe's. A black man looking for a good Black Friday sale. (laughs) Thought it was our day. I needed Black Friday. After watching 13th on Netflix, I needed Black Friday to be about a black man. But as I entered, instead of being welcomed by the we love black people on Black Friday, folks, right there in front of me was the biggest noun I have ever seen. A six-foot-tall ornament with lights, right, lawn ornament with lights on each of the three letters that spelled J O Y. Joy. And it actually did something to me. It actually took me by surprise. It was so big, right? It it, it almost touched me as it should have. It said, right here, dude, be happy, welcome, come on in. Something good is happening and going on up in here and should be going on up in you. That 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 point guard size noun said, hello to me. Like, welcome to Christmas at Lowe's. Welcome to the North Pole in Huntersville, North Carolina, where the trees are candy canes and the refrigerator is cheap and perfect for you. <laughs> Look at Luke, second chapter, verse 10. And the angel said to the shepherds that were there, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. You know what joy means? When I research the word in the Bible, when it, it mostly hides out again in the word, verb, rejoice, it is a greeting, and often God's greeting. Joy is God saying hello to the world to grab its attention. It's a light flashing to saying something important has happened. If I can make up a word, it is God in 60-foot letters saying not bonjour, but bonjoy, Right? Not hello, but joylo, right? Something good is in here and something good is coming. In all three passages, it is a word of choice on the front of God's proverbial announcements about Jesus' birth. A birth announcement of the Savior has on the front of it, right? That, that's what God would put, joy in big letters. Or, or like one of those, I really like them, obnoxious hoops and yo-yo cards that when you open it, 
joy, right? You just know it's there, and it means this for you and me. Good is here and coming. No two ways about it. The good news and the goodwill of the Lord is on the way, and rejoice is saying, us saying hello back. God says joy, and we rejoice. Look at what happens when Elizabeth is greeted with the message of joy for Mary, Jesus' mother, in verse 44 in chapter 1. It says here, For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Joy is like saying, good morning. It's a noun, though, that gives birth to a verb, right? When I wake up, my boys up on Christmas morning, okay, it's it's them waking me up. But when they say, Dad, good morning, right? It's just not, Dad, good morning, hello, see you later, right? It's, Dad, good morning, good is here, the day has come. And more than that, it is an invitation to get up now, wake up to see and experience the good that you've bought me. Hello, good morning, joy, good is here. You know what the hello and announcement of joy to the world does? It gives us and calls us and welcomes us away from all the false calls to happiness and says this way in in three letters, right? Flashing, come away from fickle enjoyment and all that will just take your money and your dignity and leave you empty and come into my joy. It says away from your consumerism and hello and welcome to my way, God's way to true joy. So joy, come. Come into the joy of the Lord by giving your full and curious attention to what the Lord is saying. Like the Lowe's Joy sign, which you can buy. I just couldn't afford it. It was not only big, it had a big price tag. Boy, I want that thing. a big shout out is what God is doing when you see joy in the Bible. It's a shout out again to the opening up of good things and good things coming into our world and life. And the good thing and announcement is that joy is no longer just a simple noun. But that joy, God's joy came and will come again in proper noun form. And his name is Jesus. And it is that joy that he not only uses to grab our attention, but it's the joy that the Lord wants and the Lord alone gives us. Joy is God giving us his version of happiness. And yes, I have to use that word because I couldn't think of another one right now. I used to think that the happiest, most joyful part of Christmas was getting everything I wanted. I guess it sort of is too, but... It still can't, okay, I'm slipping. But I used to think that the happiest, most joyful part of Christmas was getting everything I wanted until I got married and then had kids and learned quickly that the greatest joy and happiness was giving everything I wanted to those I loved. You know, but but I, I just like the way it makes me feel, right? Joy. 
that I couldn't accomplish to give them much of what they wanted and then needed but couldn't, didn't, and wouldn't get for themselves? Understand that regardless of what they get, in those packages was not their joy only, right? But my joy and happiness that I gave to them, that when they opened it and used it and tried it on, only then became their joy, and they shared in my joy, and I shared in their rejoicing. Joy is the active relationship of giving and receiving from God. What am I saying? Joy is a heavenly commodity. I don't care how many times you go to Lowe's or Toys R Us or Best Buy mm. <laughs> or the dealer with one of those big red bows. <sighs> Joy you can't purchase. Joy is a heavenly commodity that you can't get if you don't have a heavenly father giving it to you. It is heavenly happiness, which is unlike anything else. Look at who these people are in these passages, right? Just think about it. They are poor. They're a ruled class, uh, oppressed class, living in uncertainty and without power. Shepherds and women and foreigners and an old man. You know what these passages communicate? That these folks did not have this before from their ordinary and broken lives. God's angels bring joy where there wasn't any. As a matter of fact, when the angel shows up, they get afraid. Because they're not expecting it. They actually believe, you know, some of us in here are arrogant enough to believe, and I don't think it would show up if an angel showed up to us. I think we might actually have the right response, hopefully. If an angel showed up, hey, what's up? What you got for me? Right? Most of us would be like, well, we got because I deserved it. Right? Right? Like, like, like an angel of Santa Claus waiting for him to come down. Here's the angel. Woohoo! Come on. No, they were afraid because they knew they didn't deserve or they deserved not the good side of what the angel was bringing. God gives the world joy. He pours joy on them. He pours joy into their story, into their circumstance, and for the two women, into their wounds, right? On the inside of them. He delivers a kind and type of happiness that is not found and can't be found in their world. I don't care how hard you look. That three-letter word joy, we see on the gift wrap, <laughs> On the shelf of the stores, on the front of cards, it's a fantasy world. Fantasy word for the world in and of itself. It's a fantasy. For some of you, it's a lie. I got joy. You don't have joy if it didn't come from a heavenly father. Well, it might come from heaven because I think so. Well, if you, it can't come from heaven if you don't have a heavenly father. I don't know what it is you have. It only comes when it's bought, brought by, and given through Jesus. That's what's common in these stories. It only comes at the announcement and reception of the gift of his good news because in that grace package of Christ is the joy of God that we miss out on by trying to get happiness for ourselves. 
And look how peculiar the gifting of joy really is. Look at verse 10. I was looking at this. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Verse 10 in chapter 2. Back to the shepherds again. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Now here's the part. That will be for all the people. What? Did he say all the people? As in joy to the world? A world of people, the same thing, the same joy for all the people, for a teenage virgin with a child, a woman too old to be having children, a grumpy old man and a group of third shift blue collar shepherds, joy for all people, straight up and down the socioeconomic line, straight up and down all kind of sins and historical backgrounds, the same joy to have one gift or effect that everyone can be happy about is not anything that could have come from any human on earth. You know how I know? Because I see some of y'all at the mall carrying 10 presents. 10 bags! Where is the store where they're like, just get this and everybody be happy? It doesn't exist. I know y'all try with your fruitcakes. I know! Look, I'm not complaining. This is just a sermon illustration. So if y'all got that one gift, sweets, I'll take it. Okay? So you don't hear Pastor Brown being ungrateful. I like that stuff. So please, bring it my way. Well, I can't eat that? They got pills for that. I'll be all right. I know a dude. I'm, I'm going to be good with my sugar thing. I'm good. So here's the deal. Just try me. Just try me. Um, all right. I'll take a high protein, low carb shake of some sort. Okay. So here's the deal. Like, I don't want no kale fruitcake. Please. <laughs> I can see it coming. Pass around. It's a kale fruitcake with a whole wheat. Okay. I'm going away from the word. I need to get back to the word. It's the word. But here's the deal. As hard as we try. That one gift thing, it's going to disappoint people really deep down, right? Somebody's going to be allergic to it, right? Here's the problem. Somebody's actually going to re-gift it, right? It might not fit. Go get the sweater for everybody, right? It's the one gift. That is the unique thing about God's joy, it's the one gift. It is one joy for all people, right? God's joy can bring joy to the whole world, to everyone everywhere. That means it is joyful and happiness giving and hope giving beyond what? Circumstance and situation, right? It's not made fickle by your circumstance or your situation or what day it is or whether you're sad or whether you're happy, right? It is God's gift to you in your present situation and circumstance and it's still joy regardless of when it comes. He didn't wait till all these people were winners first. See, some of you are waiting for God's joy until you finally get to where you can have it then you're not really getting God's joy because God's joy doesn't wait for you to be successful enough or ready enough to get it. If you're broken, if you're hurt, if you're sinner, you're ready. If you're living here on earth, if you need good news, and that's everybody, you're ready for the joy of the Lord. It doesn't have to come on December 25th. It doesn't have to come on your birthday. 
It doesn't have to come on a good day. It can be a bad day, right? It can be he gives it to you on the 23rd, and then on the 24th might not be a great day. But joy doesn't wait. It's a gift of God beyond situation and beyond circumstance, and it overcomes those things. Joy, rejoicing, is this doing in our lives beyond our abilities and disabilities. Joy is not bought or earned or deserved by anyone as God's gift to the world. It happens to you, right? It, it, it comes over you and on you and in you. It is the work and act of God's Holy Spirit, just like it was in Mary and Elizabeth that day, right? And it only comes when we receive first the gift of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, right? A gift. And for the joy set before him, the Bible says, Christ endured the cross. When we receive and get that, not just once, but over and over as Jesus is, is unwrapped in layers to you and me to see and experience over our lives and enjoy his love and awesomeness, it explodes in you and over in your life and over overwhelms you and me when Jesus is received and experienced not the Christmas spirit or the spirit of the North Pole that made Frosty alive and the reindeer fly, but the Holy Spirit that comes in and he rocks your world on the inside and changes you. I don't know about you, but I need some of that joy. Some God-given heavenly happiness. God's joy despite circumstance. Let me tell you, y'all, how bad it is. hate to use myself as an example. So, how does Simon say it? So self-indulgent. But, anyway, I couldn't watch the Clemson game last night. <laughs> because I was afraid if we lost, I wouldn't be happy enough to preach. That's bad. I'm just sharing mine up in here, but I know y'all got it. That's why I'm free to share it. This like, you know, one of them meetings where we in together, we need Jesus. So I went to the movies instead to bide my time until I could go back and say, we won. All right? Happiness is so dependent on us, our feelings, our circumstances. Joy happens to you regardless. You can't order your life for it. I don't know I need some of that joy that isn't based on a score or based on my track record or based on how well things are going. I need God's very happiness in Jesus shared with me and in me. We need to exchange, y'all. We need to redeem our self-generated, always disappointing, good for one day and bad for the next, good for me but bad for someone else kind of worldly happiness for his joyful happiness. So here's what I recommend. Like a kid on Christmas morning, Tear into the grace of God. 
tear into it like kids through gift wrap on Christmas. Don't be neat and ruly about your need for Jesus. Don't wait till you got it together. Don't wait until you fully understand what's going on, but tear into the word of God personally and with each other. Like dig in, jump in the deep end. Don't think about it. The joy of the Lord is already announced in Jesus Christ. It's already here. The grace of God is offered in word and sacrament and the fellowship of the saints and all the things going on in this community every single day. Don't wait again to be neat and ruly. The joy of the Lord is in the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Christ. Dig in. Tear in with all your hopes and heart too. Which brings us to our final point here. Joy is about God getting to our emotions. When I studied the word joy and looking at what happens in these verses, Zechariah will have joy and gladness, uh, has joy and gladness, verse 14 says, after he's afraid. And then Zechariah's unborn son leaps in the womb of his wife when she hears the joyful news, news of Jesus. And then like Zechariah, the shepherds are afraid at first, and then their fear is turned to joy, the angel promises. Joy, when I looked up the word, Okay, this is a word study thing, y'all. It means being a little extra. It means being a little extra in your delight. It means being overexcited. It means that your happiness breaks out. And as you feel God's Holy Spirit working in concert with his word, as he promises in the word, to, to give when the gift of Jesus impacts your soul. The Holy Spirit, like with John in the womb of Elizabeth, makes you jump on the inside. It makes your optimism go further than it should. Things get brighter in a way that just looking at the darkness and stress going in on around you shouldn't. Joy is about coming out of yourself and out of your circumstances and being drawn by the light and love of God out of our darkness and grumpiness and out of our hum humbugness to let that surprise joy drop on you from above and make Make you taste and see and feel, for lack of a better term, high and above and ecstatic even. And when that ecstatic, awesome presence of God's Holy Spirit joy gets in you and meets with the Word in your mind and body, you know what happens? It's called worship. Some of you act like it's foreign. But think about how you feel when your team scores. Or for some of us, when you see that thing for 40% off. What? Oh, I almost do a Holy Ghost dance sometimes. You know, I hate to use this illustration, but I think it's, some of y'all can't understand it no other way, so I got to do it this way. You know, the joy announcing that something good let me tell you, when I go into a store, I don't care how expensive the store is, I go to the back because I'm looking for those joy signs, right? <laughs> A.K.A. Clarence, right? Now, we got Jesus, but they got Clarence at the store. Yeah, that's the name of joy. And then when you go to the Clarence rack, I love the little red thing below it that says additional. What? <laughs> Clarence then 
take an additional 50%. Joy, right? Something just comes out. You get beside yourself. Some of y'all even call your friends. You got to get over to the Banana Republic right now. They got an extra 40%. It's only today. We do it all the time. You know what it means to be extra. Sometimes y'all get extra on things that just excite you, and your friends just stand around and look, what's wrong with you? My boys do it over cars. I do too. Some kind of sports car goes by. Woo, Dad! I'm like, what? What is it? I almost wrecked you. Kelly, we almost wreck. Like, what is it? Somebody dying back there? No, Dad. It was a Porsche 911. Really? A little extra. We all get a little extra about something. It mimics the joy of the Lord. It's worship, right? When, memo- when your emotions and mind and body and words meet, it's finding worth outside of yourself and in something or someone else. And imagine, uh, you know, and imagine if that message and that power and that person was the Lord Jesus himself. What if salvation was not just on clearance and 50% off, but what if the grace of God was free? What if it were true that God's at work in your heart? Maybe, what if it wasn't a fast car? But what if it was the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that created the earth at work in your life, in your heart? Imagine if we actually meditated and thought on that, things would get a little extra in our lives. But this is so much more than God causing our emotions to make us come out of ourselves. True joy caused by Jesus, makes God come out of us and through us. Look at what Mary causes in Martha and John in the womb. I'm going to start at verse 41. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women. She went extra. And and blessed, right, is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. It's the message, y'all. That, has come, that Jesus has come to be born and taking place and put inside Mary as God's gift of joy, Jesus, that causes this. When people talk about the Christmas mood and everyone's happy, you know what I truly believe it is? I want to give God full credit for the power of Advent joy. That when there is just a little bit of the message of Jesus' birth, it gives birth in God's people of a heightened excitement, an elevated experience of God's coming. And like we said, being and bringing and doing and giving good to us in the world, I believe like energy makes electrons go to the higher level and produces light, that God's spirit infuses at the belief and experience of Jesus. And the, the real light, right, at Christmas happens in God's people, and it brings delight to the world because through God's people, Christ the light is coming through. Even if they don't know it. 
They are feeling the power of God's joy electrifying and engaging in his people, right? And what happens to me and you, like when we saw that big three-letter word joy in your soul, in your heart, the Holy Spirit communicates Jesus, God's joy to the world in you and me, and it breaks out on us and in us and almost past our ability to hold it in. Kelly was saying when she was leading worship just a minute ago, sometimes you don't come and come in here feeling all joyful. You get into a song, you're like, what am I doing? What's going on? Oh, all around, yeah. I want to go all around. Like, what's wrong with you? And you be saying it, thank you, Jesus, and you be believing it too. I see some of y'all. Thank you. Don't mean to shame you, but yeah, Jesus, sweating, spitting. Thank you, God. Proclaim in the name of Jesus. You know, Christmas is one time a year we use the word tidings. Tidings of comfort and joy, right? Tidings of joy and gladness. I'm like, tidings? We don't use tidings, do we? Hello, good tidings to you. They're going to take you away. Good tidings, hello. (laughs) Going to a store, hello, tidings. Aisle three for the tide. Like, you know. But the Bible says good tidings of joy. And the word tidings is the word for eangelo. Evangelo. The gospel. The message. But I like the way the word tidings feels and sounds. And looks as a word. I look at words, right? They have a look. Like the tides of a sea, right? Washing over us. Like the waves of truth, not just washing over us, but through us, right? Knocking us over and flooding us with truth and flowing out of us like a fountain to the world. Joy is God breaking over the top, y'all, and through the levees of our emotional wall. And for people like me who need that, and the world gets to see it and experience it when we open our mouths and sing our songs and beam with his gift of his type of happiness, that in the dark days, that in the days where there is just enjoyment, in the days when it has gotten and stayed in darkness, we, you and me, who know Christ, would shine for and with the joy the expressed and experienced message of the lordship of Jesus on and for the earth. Joy is God grabbing our attention. Listen and be grasped by it. Joy is God's gift to us. Don't wait. Tear into it today in any way possible. Some of y'all are like, where am I going to get some of that joy? But well, there's some community groups today. That don't seem right. Yeah, God packages joy in some really interesting ways. In some really weird people. Look at the Bible and then look at your community group people. Weird people, you know, just they don't all have it together. But joy comes there. Joy is God coming through your emotions. Emotions are right, y'all, when they're in response to a gospel that says, though you're a sinner, though you're broken, 
Good news. Christ has come. Christ is coming for you, your heart, your situation, your circumstance, your problems. Christ is here. It's the joy of the Lord. Amen. 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 Let's get extra. It's all right. It's the joy of the Lord. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you so much for joy. Let us return to the message of the gospel, the tidings <laughs> that you've given us, the gospel. And Lord, I pray for these people, especially believers today, who've experienced Jesus Christ and continue to experience Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would allow it to overflow in their hearts that they would be able to give a gift to those around them. That is good for all people. <laughs> Help them give the gift of the gospel, which is joy for those who are deep in sin, deep in trouble, don't think God loves them, living in all kind of darkness and despair feeling good about themselves, but far from you. Boy, it is a joy for everyone in every situation. Lord, please forgive us for trying to suppress the message of joy, afraid of our emotions, afraid of how foolish we may look. Help us, Lord, to experience Jesus by the Holy Spirit fresh today. Bring some fresh joy into our lives this Christmas time season. When we see that word, Lord, help us to remember to tear into God's means of grace, to open the gifts of the word and prayer and forgiveness and repentance and meditation and each other so that we can have joy. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.